Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Hypersoft Happy Half Hour with your quarantine dream team, Zigzag and Rufus. Put on your captain's hat because we're going to help you navigate these uncharted territories that are the quarantine. We're going to catch you up on the day's events. We're going to talk politics. We're going to talk whatever comes to mind. So grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hypersloth Happy Half Hour. Ow, ow, ow! Welcome, Slotions, to the Hypersloth Happy Half Hour with your quarantine dream team. Zigzag on Rufus. Rufus, are you with us, fine sir? Yeah, I can yeah. Uh, really? That's what you got to say to all that fucking wind-up? Really? Would you just tune in? I can't hear you is the problem, Rufus. Damn. Barely. I can barely hear you. Oh, oh. I got to turn the voiceovers. I got to turn the volume low for that. Hey, folks, I want to apologize. We thought Rufus maybe had matured during his uh, camp about, as we're going to call it, but apparently he has not matured. No, I matured. Uh, I I just know how to handle myself in nature now, but I've forgotten everything about technology. Oh, I see. Did you? One question Did you do any whittling on said trip? You know what? I you know, did not whittle a damn thing. That's disappointing, really, because I can't think of a better time to actually be whittling. Than, I mean, think about it. I guess, why not whittle uh, 200 years ago on the frontier? There was no TV. There was no internet. No. no. I wonder, I mean, I'm sure there is some fucking super-duper intricate old whittlings out there. There's probably YouTube channels with hundreds of <laughs> Yeah, they're probably, and that makes it sad. Because there's probably a whittling workshop, I would imagine, on YouTube. There's a there's vibrant I, whittling community. I mean, then I guess whittling kind of evolved into wood tools and whatnot, correct? I think you could uh, minor in whittling at St. Ed's. Well, uh, if it was as hard as fucking ceramics um, uh, was, I don't want any fucking part of it. <laughs> but I guarantee you that. Sitting high with a fucking uh, dangerous blade would have been more uh, uh, safe than being in that ceramics class with that jackass. I wish I could remember his name because I would tear him up. Hey, hey I, I, I had an idea that I was going to say as a joke, but the more that I thought about it in the past two seconds, I think it might actually work. And that is a whittling app that has a picture of a piece of wood. Fuck and you go yes! like this. You can shape yes! it and rotate it in 3D. Dude, now Yes. Absolutely. Please don't search and find out there's a whittling app. Oh, God. I have to now that you... Sell that to fucking nursing homes and rehab centers. (laughs) Oh, shit. There's got to be one. Oh, Oh, no. On Google Play. It's got four stars. It's called Whittler. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's pretty terrible. It looks really fucking bad. So... What do you, are they whittlering uh, fucking Nazi emblems and uh, and Iron Eagles and whatnot? It doesn't even look like wood. It's like all digital looking shitty graphics. You think it's called Whittler or is it called Whittler and you just don't know how to read it or say it correctly? <laughs> it's just, everything they whittle looks like a swastika. That's what I was saying. Ode to Whittler. 
but, turns but, out it's, that, that is actually old, run by Parlor. That's an offshoot of Parlor. <laughs> Hail Whitler, I dare you to fucking do that. It's uh, it's the only one I can find though, and it's it's absolute trash. All right, sounds okay. promising. Sounds promising. I like your idea. I like it. I love it. Actually, four minutes. You can in. Upgrade. You can upgrade to bigger pieces of woods and sharper knives for nine nine cent in app purchases. Right. I mean, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna monetize Whittler. But we need a better. We just, you know what? Whittle. Whittle. Yeah. Yeah. Right, whittle. Just be, be it. Be the fucking, be the whittle. You know what I mean? Just whittle. Just do it. You're not a whittler. You are the whittle. Now here, here's here's uh maybe where this is scope creep. I think that's what they call that. But what if you could upgrade or progress to the part where you go from like a stick of wood to block a marble and chisel? Yes, you know. I hear you. I fucking hear. That. I was thinking. What you could actually do, if you really wanted to get into this, is do the, you start off with the knife, right? You work your way up. All right, now you're fucking carving 17th century furniture with your fucking whittle tools that you bought along the way. And yeah, with, yeah, okay. And then you outfit your whole house with fucking shit that you've whittled together. And we could just have a thing where you duck build, or duck joint fucking stuff together you don't have to whittle it right but it automatically you know you can whittle your way up to a fucking full wood shop dude when you you're done whittling whatever your project is you can save it as a a plan for a 3d printer yes just 3d print it that's right it's you know what what gets me is these people that can whittle a chain we should dare we should fucking challenge each other to whittle two lengths of a fucking chain you mean like you mean I'll like, do a link and you do a link? No, we do both do two links and then somehow we find a way to link them together. That would yeah. be tough. I'd, I'd be willing to try it, but I guarantee I'd give up eventually. We should, you know what? We should, let's dedicate one minute of the show to watching a tutorial on how to whittle links together and decide if we can do it. You down? I'm, I'm always I'm, down for that kind of shit. All right, let's see. Because it might be, I mean, it could be one of those things that you think is super hard and it's really not that hard. Or it can be just fucking unbelievably hard. I'm looking at this app. It is so fucking terrible. Can you whittle two links together in it? You can't. It it doesn't. First of all, it's not on iPhone, so you know it's trash. (laughs) Yeah, I hear that. I hear that, brother. All right. Pressing track links together right now. There's no. Bill, Bell, ball in a cage woodworking project. Ball in a cage, Rufus. That seems a little advanced. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> sure fucking does. A ball, ball in a ball cage. A cage. Make a cage. There's all kinds of shit. We're not going to watch all five minutes. Of this. I'm going to share this with you, all right? Okay. Okay. This actually is kind of what I thought you were going to be doing on your camping trip. I'm going to be honest with you. I should have whittled the ball in a cage. There you are. There you were on your camping trip. Oh, come on. He didn't find that in the woods. That's like styrofoam, basically. Look how soft it is. Uh, it's obviously balsa wood. He carves a damn straight line, though. Look at that. <laughs> you let the knife guide you. You let the wood guide you, Rufus. It's like a horse. Imagine how fucking strong this fucking guy's hand is, probably. 
He could fucking stick you and you just fucking go right oh, through yeah, you, yeah. bro. The guy that knows how to hold a fucking knife. Actually, it's a pretty cool whittling knife. That's a badass knife. Look at it. That looks oh. similar to my knife. I, I, yeah, I, got a, I, I bought a knife at, uh, the, at Menards the other day. Maybe it's a sign I should start whittling. Just a little three-inch guy. A pig sticker. That's what I call it, a pig sticker. Oh, my God. Look at that. He's already breaking through. See, this makes it look easy. <laughs> right, because the wood is super soft. You're right. That's like balsa wood. Some shit they make model planes out of. And it's time lapse. But, yeah, it's wait, balsa wait. I thought this was real time. Oh, now he's got an exact. This isn't whittling. This is not whittling. No, this is not whittling. Not to mention, it looks to me like he's fucking doing a lot of literacy. We need to fucking come up with the whittle bib. Just a thing that catches all your wood cutting. Because then you can use it for kindling. Right, <laughs> there you go. You can dip it, and how they make those kindling things with wax. You know what I'm talking about? Whittle bib. <laughs> What's that? The whittle bib. <laughs> That's so fucking hilarious. Well, I mean, of course we come up with a catchier name. I don't know. That's pretty fucking catchy. <laughs> the whittle bib. <laughs> I see how he's doing this now. I see how he's doing it. I got a feeling I could not do it. I think you're underestimating. I think you could do it. I don't think it would be square like that. But I think that you could get the general idea and then cut that ball loose eventually like he's doing right there. Uh, okay, I could do it, but I would get bored as fuck and cut my fingers a lot. And just yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. All of that is true, yes. I gotta say, uh, it's time lapse, but there doesn't seem to be any cuts. I mean, he's sitting yeah, that's what I was thinking. Honestly, I wonder if he says in the thing. I wonder how if he says how long he did it. Oh, it says the wood can be found cheap here on Amazon in his link. Oh, knife kit. There's a knife kit. How much do you think? Forty-seven eighty-nine. That is not a knife. Wow. Kit. No, that's no. an exacto knife kit. Right. No, please. Come on, man. Yeah, there's a difference between whittling and, like, creating high art. Or or carving. I mean, these are carving tools. Whittling is one pocket knife. If it's right. a pocket knife, it's not whittling. And you have, I'll tell you what. If it doesn't close on your finger at least once, you have not whittled. No. no. I can't even tell you how many times I had this old Swiss Army knife, right? And... Uh, I used to like try to do shit with it, and I've got scars. Here, let me see if you can see these. I got scars on both of my fingers where this fucking thing closed on me. I've had a few Swiss Army knives, and I don't know if I'm remembering correctly, but it seems like I was always surprised if they weren't locking blades. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. And it fucking they, it cut me. I, I pushed it on it one time, and it cut me right here on this finger. Left a scar. I'll light it up for you sometime. And then did the same thing on the other fucking hand and left the scar like a year and a half later. It's got to suck being in the Swiss Army. It really does. There's like so many, they can't pull, that's why they're peaceful people. They can't pull triggers because they've cut their fucking index fingers off. Too many exposed nerves. 
They can't see. Wow. Impressive, though. Yeah, it is impressive, even though it's not whittling. Yeah, right. Exactly. Now what do you do with it? Yeah. Now it's just a fucking stupid cabal in a cage. Exactly. Say something. Put just make it, it in a river. Put a put a plug on it. Make it do something. Jerry rig everything. That sounds like a guy that's cut his finger quite a few times on a fucking Swiss Army knife that closed. It does not sound like better. a guy who has ten fingers. That's for sure. Booking <laughs> a family vacation <laughs> in the purple. <laughs> <laughs> you're on fire tonight, man. It's good to have you back, dude. Didn't know that we were we were beefing. It's been a while. We're not beefing. Shut up. Oh, I don't sure seemed like it. You stood me up on that one show. I had to handle it myself. You're lucky. You're fucking very lucky. I'm a consummate pro, dude. A lot of guys would have buckled under that kind of pleasure or pressure, but no, no. I rose to the challenge. I stood erect in the face of adversity. Pleasure. So, tell us about the camping trip, dude. Come on, now. It was pretty straightforward. I mean, it was just there. But, no, fire. you're going to have to do better than that. You smoked marijuana on your camping trip. You drank yeah, yeah, beer yeah. on your camping trip. Surely there's one fucking anecdote that happened on your fucking camping trip. Did you there's not, there's step not. on a rock and twist your ankle? Nope. Did you have to crap in the woods? Nope, because nope. the cat site came with a shitter. Ain't camping. You're not. You're glamping. You're. Let me put it. So, how many hours did you spend on your phone playing Candy Crush, Rufus? That's what the listeners want to know about. Hardly any, because I couldn't keep my phone charged. But I, <laughs> What's I, up with I got, that? Is that why you got in trouble when you got back? Oh God! Was your phone not that. charged? Because you were out with some other broad camping. Let's just say you summed it up. Yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway. I did get I did get ripped out of my fucking mind that first night. Right. Did and you over the first night and then the second night sucked? You, you can be honest. No, no, because the first night was so good, I repeated it. But, but then uh, you got super I, cold? I, I started – oh, yeah, I got really cold. But that first – I started cooking on the – I had the fire going, but I, was, I, I brought a, uh, a camp stove, right? First time ever. Will not be the last. And I started cooking a steak in one pot and some potatoes and onions in the other. And it was right after I put those on that I did a big rip. And then I I don't know where the fuck I went for like two days. I mean, it was, you know, just in my head. It was two seconds. But then right. I, at one point I look around and I'm like, where the fuck? What happened to that steak? I got to put that steak on. I look over. I'm like, holy shit. It's <laughs> already on. Isn't it a wonderful thing? Marijuana. Yes. Yeah. And it was good. It was, I mean, the steak was fucking delicious, man. <laughs> and how was the marijuana? It was grand. It was, it was like Girl Scout. What was better, the marijuana or the steak? Or was it the marijuana that made the steak better? I, I think the steak would have been good because it's a steak, but uh, the marijuana made it really fucking good. Yes, tonight. What kind of steak are we talking about? What kind of steak does a real caveman take out into the woods to cook on his stove? Uh, I don't remember what the cut was. I think it was the New York Strip. There you go. My brother. My brother, Rufus. That's right. Always the New York Strip. You know why? I'm going to tell you why never ribeye. You know why? You got any experience with ribeye steak, Rufus? Do you? Uh, not, 
to my knowledge. I mean, not yes, you do, food. dude, because that was a fucking steak that you cooked for cheesesteaks for fucking oh, yeah. years. But I mean, I've never, I don't think I've had one on a plate. No, and I'm going to tell you why. Because they're fatty. They're fucking fatty steaks. Mm. Think of those fucking big gristle uh, strings we used to get in the fucking cheesesteaks. Right? Now imagine yeah. that in the middle of your fucking steak. But like twice as fucking wide and a, a fucking big nasty slapper. No. Those are like rubber bands, dude. <laughs> yes, and that's what it's like. That's exactly what they were. Dude, I can't even... I used to pick those fuckers out. I could not consciously fucking sell someone a steak with that in there. I'm be- I mean, I'm being dead serious, Rufus. No, I'm, I'm, believe you. I'm believe so you, you know what? When I came up here and had my uh, sub shop, guess what I used? I have round. I have round, really? dude. Very lean. Not real too lean. Perfect, though. Didn't have any of the big fat fucking chunks in it. Still juicy. You know what I mean? Did you make you a, a selling point out of that? Like, we make ours with iron. Yes, iron. absolutely. Good deal. Fuck yeah. But then you get your smart asses and be like, you really should be ribeye. This ain't a real Philly cheesesteak. And I was like, get out. Get out. No, because fucking half the ones you see, like, on those cheesesteak shows, are fucking basically steakums. Yeah. I mean, they don't even use real... They're like, we're making too much money. We're not even using real fucking steak. People don't know the fucking difference. Like the Mexican guys, you say where I work, it's for gringos. Which means don't give a shit about it. Because gringos are stupid. You made cheesesteaks not too long ago. I did. Like meat from Aldi. What, What do they use? Now that just said shaved beef. Okay? So I'm not really sure... But it did not have any big fat chunks of fat in it. Okay, good. People, it's like the ultimate marketing scheme, Rufus. They tell you this is the most expensive, delicious cut of meat, but it's like the emperor wears no clothes, right? It's like, look at this beautiful piece of meat. It's the best out there. But in reality, it's the fucking worst, and they're just like, <laughs> But then it's yeah. kind of created something because there was a run on ribeye probably. Who knows? Well, isn't this skirt steak kind of like that? Because you don't, you can't have a skirt steak unless you make fajitas. <laughs> You're exactly right about that. That's also what I like to call that. We're gonna start a zone category called the slappy meat category. Where if it's not cut right, it's fucking you pull out all the all of it and everything on top of it in one bite. I can't tell you how many times I've gone in for my first bite of a fajita and everything came out of it. And, and, and then like you eat off the plate. Of the, didn't even know you're eating the meat. <laughs> ended up between my teeth. <laughs> I've got this magic spot in my mouth dude, where no matter what, if I eat a pork chop, I get a fucking piece of pork chop stuck in my tooth. This is not a fucking life. Not a fucking steak. Not anything. Just a fucking piece of pork chop. Every it's like fucking clockwork. Are you constantly wearing? I know it's not the same, but I, I'm being dead serious. No, you don't have something like that where something is getting stuck. I don't know why it's just always a piece of fucking pork chop. It never fails. That's odd. I don't know. Well, you know, the fajitas, I eat a lot of fajitas, and they always get stuck in my teeth. Nothing else does. But I can't say it's – I've never noticed this, the exact same spot. <laughs> well, now, start, now that you're smoking weed more, you're probably going to start thinking about things like that, so you'll probably notice. Pretty sure. Ooh, last night I rolled a big fatty. Uh-oh, you're saying words like big fatty, dude? You're making me fucking hard right now. 
I've been Googling shit to get up on the lingo. I'm glad. About time. So it was a big doob. No, uh, it was a fatty. Come on. Okay. It wasn't a a big one, but almost as big around as a pencil. Yeah. Someone's out to get boy. It was at the whole. Yeah. It was called uh, ayahuasca purple. Right. How was it? Delightful. Did you see God? It was in. It was an in the couch. As I remember. Oh, doing. really? So you were right. zoning out? You know, I was zoning out, but I still stayed up till like two in the morning. But the whole time, I know, I, was like, I, know I felt that like, I was like, yes. uh, you know, yes. The body is relaxed, but the mind is moving. Right. Exactly. Yes, that's the beauty of the whole fucking plant itself, dude. I'm telling you right now. It's a good combination. Yeah. I got, I'm not complaining at all. I, last night when I was in my brother's hot tub smoking some weed, came up with an idea. You know how we're opening dispensaries? Yeah, or a yeah. dispensary called the Trap House, right? And it's just like an old school fucking, you know what a trap house is? No. A trap house is like one of those, if you were watched, ever watched like Hill Street Blues or something, it's one of those drug houses where there's just like a hole in the door. And you just buy your weed like that. And I was thinking, how funny would it be to open up a line of dispensaries where you sold weed like that called the Trap House? I think you could fucking pull it off for one or two stores. Totally pull it off. The gimmick alone would bring people in. If you had That's what I'm off. saying. How funny would that be? It, it, it's like in Austin. They have bars, totally legal bars, called speakeasies, you know? Right, right. Yeah, well, this is... Kind of the same thing, I guess. I never thought of it like that. It's like we were doing this when it's illegal. Now we're doing it when it's legal. Maybe we'll have a secret door like the speakeasy does. Don't they have a secret door? Yeah. yeah. And when somebody buys their their product, are you going to have it like shrink wrapped in coffee so dogs can't smell it? No, dude. I'm going to have it wrapped in a little bundle like you see in the movies, right? And you know what? For an extra fucking $25, you get the full trap house experience. We put a gun to your head. We push you down a flight of stairs, we run your credit card for 300 bucks, and then we throw you out in the fucking street and tell you never to come back, and then you're back the next day. You need to have another option where you can, like, walk into an alley and put it in a garbage can and make it out of the garbage can. I love that idea. Right now with COVID, we can just call that a hands-free, a touch-free transfer. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. No contact I love that. Way. Yes, pick it up. Behind. Dude, I'm telling you. We can fucking do this. You could fucking do this. You could do that. Now it's even got cooler. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 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 You can now it's like crowd. a real experience. That's how I like to deal drugs. I just leave it somewhere so you don't have to see someone or listen to their stupid fucking voice talking. It's like, no. I used to sell weed to this guy that was actually, <clears throat> you know what, Dr. Grabo Pipe? What? No. You know what a Dr. Grabo pipe is? You ever seen, like, Dr. Grabo is a fucking brand of pipe, right, that's been around forever. And when I worked at, when I worked at uh, the Ironworks at the backyard, I worked with this guy, and I'm trying to remember his name. He had a very weird name, but he was, his last name was Grabo. And he, he was the grand, or like the great, great grandson of the guy who started the pipe company. And he was actually a pretty cool dude, and I ended up selling him weed, but we worked opposite shifts. So I would hide the weed in the top of the fucking, uh, like, the bathroom where the restaurant employees used, right? There was, like, the yeah, shelves yeah. up there with paper towels and shit. And I used to hide the weed up there on the night shift, and he would get it during the day shift and leave me money. 
Classy. He actually, we had a decent enough relationship that he bought me for Christmas. He bought me a apron, right, that had Da Vinci's guy on it. No shit. Yeah. And I used to use that all the time there, and then it just got ruined with fucking grease. You know, it wasn't cut out for that, really. But yeah, what was his fucking name? I God, I remembered it not that long ago. So but that's just, I mean, that's a drug deal for you. You just fucking stash some weed somewhere, and someone goes and picks it up. It's like a moonshine deal. If you ever watch Moonshiners. Well, yeah, of course. So back, back in those days, back in those days, whenever you were doing that, was it mostly stuff that you produced yourself, or did no, you have connections no. here and there? No, it was stuff that I got from other people, like Mexican weed. And, you know, one of my good suppliers was Richard, the guy that worked at, at uh, – uh, Delaware. Remember Richard? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, uh, I remember Richard. Mexican looking. He got like, in, the first day he wasn't actually working there, he got accosted by the cops, threw him on the ground inside of the fucking uh, Delaware subs. What? Yeah, you don't remember that? No. You might not have been there for that. That might have been me and, uh, I don't think it was Victor. Probably me and Connor actually. We because that was Connor, like that's when I've been there about seven months probably. That sounds that's familiar that. to me, but I think because you've maybe told me before because I, I know I've not witnessed yeah. it. So fucking, we're sitting there working, and, and Richard is having lunch with his girlfriend, right? And all of a sudden, these fucking cops come in and they throw fucking Richard on the floor, right? And are fucking wrestling with not like wrestling, like what's going on? And they've got him on the floor, and they're fucking trying to put him in handcuffs, right? And they kind of get him in handcuffs, and he stands up, and it turns out that he matched a description of some guy that just burglarized a bunch of stuff from the fucking, what was that sports shop across the way there? Academy. Academy, yeah. Because he was wearing camouflage pants and a green shirt. Can you imagine robbing the shit out of an academy and then just going for lunch down there? <laughs> It was fucking insane. And then the next day, the guy comes. We we actually bought him. We gave him his money back for his fucking sub, right? And that's he came back the next day and was looking for a job. He worked there for a couple months. He was pretty decent guy. He's the guy that used to pick up the fucking phone when the sell when the car sales guys were fucking uh, on the phone and wouldn't order. Remember when they'd hold up the line on a Thursday? And Richard picked oh, yeah. up the phone and was like, yeah, dude, just sitting here, you know, like being told <laughs> on the fucking guy on the phone. Oh, my God. It was fucking awesome. I miss having a job like that where you loved it, but you also didn't give a shit about it. Right. You yeah. Know, it was like, like both at the same time. The, that is the perfect job. When you stop giving a shit about losing the job, you yeah. reach the perfect point of that fucking job. I agree. Right? Because you like better somehow. But I don't like it enough to fucking have to give a shit and worry all the time about having. (laughs) Amen. That's I try to reset with every job. Yeah, that is not even lying. As soon as you stop giving shit, it's the best job ever. Any job. It sends out a lot. People know that you don't give a shit. (laughs) Right. It almost kind of scares them. They're like, yes, it's a ripple. It's like a ripple effect. Dude, I've been reading these quotes by uh, by Bruce Lee, right? I bought this book of Bruce Lee quotes and, like, thoughts. It's just, like, thoughts he had in his diary or whatever, right? And, man, I'm telling you, 
guy was fucking. It's hard to believe he died as young as he did. This is like fucking Buddhist shit. And I'm sure a lot of it is fucking brought down through, you know what I mean, the teachings of whatever. But he kind of boiled down his own thing, Jeet Kune Do, which is his own martial arts. But it's more than fucking martial arts, dude. It's like a way of thinking, right? And a way of behaving as a person. And man, fucking self-aware, you have to say, where do you fucking get that self-awareness? People, very few people ever get that fucking self-aware to kind of write their own religion. You know what I mean? And if you read it, it's not cockamamie shit, dude. It's like, be like a river, you know, be like moving water. Always be able to adjust and adapt to your surroundings, you know, but be quiet, but be powerful. It's fucking, you're just like, damn, he's got to be high. That's I mean, that's what you have to say to yourself. Is it like a collection of these thoughts or is it like a (laughs) memoir? It's just a collection of these fucking thoughts, but it'll be like on intelligence, on the spirit, on the body, right? On relationships. I mean, it's like fucking, it's deep. I'd like to read that. You know what? Maybe I'll buy a copy, but you know what I will do? Tomorrow I'll bring it down and we'll read a few on the show. Let's do it. It'll help people out. No, I'm telling you, dude, the guy was fucking brilliant. I mean, I loved his movies and all, but to really get to know what he was about is fucking, it's pretty intense. This is a guy that you just don't find people with his kind of, I mean, what is the word, I guess? So I saw a cat jump up behind oh. me. <laughs> <laughs> back there. Uh, on the, uh, I don't know what you call it, Rufus. Are we going to take the show an extra couple minutes tonight now that I forgot to end the show? No, I, I can't. I'm uh, riding a, a, a wave that is, the seas are calming. <laughs> what? Did you do something that you need to come clean to me with? No. Are you sure? I'm not sure what reality is anymore. Really? Is it? Are you just smoking so much weed you just don't feel like doing the show because that's way more respectable? Uh, yes, then, but no. <laughs> oh no, you're bumming me out. Will you be able to do tomorrow night's show? Yes, yes, for sure. Can you see me? Can I see you now? Yes. Yeah. Can you? Because I can't see myself right now. Whoa! All right, folks, it's Rufus fucking. Bailing out of the show. Hopefully he'll make the whole hour and a half tomorrow night. I shall. Can you call your mom and see if you can get a note, please? I've been forging my mom's notes for years. All right. Good enough for me. All right, folks. This is Double C saying, ow, ow, out. Trooper saying, ow, ow, out. And we will catch you tomorrow night on the Hypersloth Happy Hour with Zigzag and Rufus. 8 Eastern, 7 Central. Stay until you can't play anymore. Thanks for listening to Hypersoft Happy Hour with Zigzag and Rufus.